Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, NXT-flavoured edition. I'm Elf Fakador Laurie Blake and I'm joined by Adam Blompier. Hooray! Hi, Andy. Hooray! The Hooray. lover of Pat McAfee is here. Pat <laughs> McAfee's biggest fan. For, you watched all of his NFL matches this week in preparation for yeah. talking about him in this show. Kick um, you've said on, if he, You said if he doesn't win at TakeOver, you will, in honour of him, cut off your kicking leg, your right leg, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, use it to beat Adam Cole to death, is what I'm pretty sure you said. If he can't kick Adam Cole, then no one should be able to kick anything. That's just, my, that's just how I feel. I love Pat McAfee. I've got his face tattooed on my dick, and I just can't wait to watch him wrestle. Apparently, he's been training for months for this match. Whole months. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Off. It's going to be brilliant. I'm actually... <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it in the show, but I've actually yeah. got some opinions on Pat McAfee. So it's not, that's not even the main talking point that we're going to be discussing. We're actually going to start off the show talking about the very scary botch and the, the, the scary bump that Johnny Gargano took uh, in the opening match of the show. Here it is. So the show opens with Johnny Gargano coming out, accompanied by Candice LeRae. Uh, the North American title is hanging above the ring. Uh, there's a bunch of ladders out there. And then here comes Ridge Holland. Uh, can and Nuki Brown in one hand, a loose chip butty in the hey, left oh. hand pocket of his jacket. The other one seeping gravy that he's dipping it into. Uh, I'm not sure whether he thinks he's like a Victorian police officer or a Peaky Blinder. He's just a, he's a grab bag of English tropes. I'd like him. Uh, <laughs> Baker Street Irregular. He's great. Um, yeah, and I, th- this was like, this was what you would expect from a Johnny Gargano match. It was pretty damn decent. Uh, Johnny starts off the whole thing saying like, welcome to the big leagues, Ridge. And Ridge then chucks him around the ring for Happy a good early 10 birthday, minutes. Adam. Happy birthday. Uh, looking for some more birthday wishes. Because it is my birthday on Monday. 
Don't know if you know that, Laurie. It is Monday I on Monday. I do. And I will two? wish you happy birthday Only two? on Monday. Where's my? Where's the rest of them? Come on, guys. Get your comments in. Wishing me a happy birthday on Monday. Come on. Let's let's yeah you go. Let's change the channel motto to Happy Birthday Adam. Come on, let's do this. We tried you're it watching, with Pete. You're watching Luke. This is your fault. Happy birthday. Delightful. Oh, another one. Happy birthday. It's my birthday on Monday. Happy birthday on Monday, Adam. Hashtag FTF. Oh no. Uh happy birthday. Should be showing people that. I'm sorry. Hashtag I'm sorry, FTF. Mate. There's 500 people here. Let's get them all wishing me a happy birthday. Oh, it's popping off in the comments right now. It's birthday Al Hour. Loving it. <laughs> happy birthday, Pete. Because it is, of course, Pete's birthday as well. Um, every every single day it's Pete's birthday, except yesterday. Oh, this is nice. Happy birthday, Laurie. Oh, thank you. I'll save that for January <laughs> when it's relevant. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm, again, <sighs> I'm overstimulated to be live. This is Luke. We're, we're sitting here. Done this. We're sitting here talking about, before we came live, we we're like, we've got a, an hour to get through all of this because we've got another live stream that we're doing directly I after this. In fact, so if you are hanging around, we'll be going through our NXT predictions. Time. Stop wasting time, everyone. Stop happy wasting birthday, time. Vince. Oh, happy birthday, Scrooge. Uh, happy birthday to all except Luke and happy birthday FTF. ftf all right oh, sorry ma. sorry laurie i'm <sighs> sorry i'm sorry we've got a lot to get through oh pat that pat all right ready to go let's do this Colin, you will you take it over from here where were we uh so johnny gargano came out with ridge holland who apparently according to maro nano has muscles where i didn't even know muscles could be just like that's okay he's just he's just a muscly guy maro um, has not been paying attention for much of his career commentating <laughs> on sports that are almost exclusively about muscly men yeah um then yeah let's yeah he just yeah he drops him on his head he does he drop him on his head it's uh so, yeah, it's so weird because like um obviously it the way they edited it was uh the broadcast it happens in the ad break like you actually see it happen like in the ad break and then it comes back from the ads and they're like in the fallout and the reason why they did that is because they actually stopped the match triple h Shawn michaels apparently came out to see if johnny gargano was okay so they mm -hmm. completely stopped everything uh when it was discovered that he could then continue they uh, they started the match up which is why it kind of cuts back and there's like a little bit of a janky cut after the ad break but jesus christ i thought like genuinely that is that could have been a career ending spot yeah that was some sit like it it was a uh, it was a botched power slam and uh as ridge brings johnny over johnny basically came down directly on top of his head and then it looked like his his whole neck compressed in the process the referee did a brilliant job and was right on it shoot ridge off um and i think they did very well to cover this actually in the in the cut like it was it was a little janky but they they did very well and i think candace did a great job on the outside of being like i'm just checking on johnny and making sure he's okay after the spot and then i think that the, the the way they sort of kicked back into the match worked really well mm. you know johnny was in the corner sort of holding his neck and candace was checking on him and the referee was pushing ridge off who kept trying to sort of restart the match and johnny was like no no i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay and then super kick straight out of the corner um wow. The consummate professional Johnny Gargano was just like, nope, I'm not, I'm not not doing a wrestling match. So you can't make me not wrestle. I'm not called Johnny not wrestle. I'm Johnny wrestling. Um, and then so it was over pretty quickly after that, as you probably imagine. They they did they did a couple of like pretty scary looking bits though for some for considering what had just happened. There's a whole bit where Johnny goes for a, he goes for a one final beat DDT. Um, and then he sort of ends up going for the lawn dart spear, sorry, the spear through the ropes as well. And, and Ridge catches him and then spins him round, 
by the neck, yeah. uh, chucking him on the floor, hits another power that. slam, almost gets the three. Um, obviously, maybe they, they... don't tempt fate, boys. <laughs> like you guys, yeah. Johnny's still alive, but maybe we'll I mean, leave the neck spots out of it for a bit. <laughs> it, it added to the drama of the match. Um, Johnny then gets pounced out of the air, which I think it, that's that's the bit for me that was like, this is the most unsafe thing you've done because there's just no. I feel like it's too random. Like you're just playing RNG. You're just praying to RNGesus when you get pounced out of the air to be like, well, am I going to flip over? Am I going to land funny? Like how far will I fly when he hits me? Like it's so much less controlled than anything else seemingly in the ring. He gets pounced outside. Uh, Ridge comes outside for Johnny. Candice says she's checking on husband, distracts Ridge for a second. Johnny ends up getting a tilt-a-whirl slam to the apron. Um, but then as Johnny's rolled back into the ring, Candice grabs the leg, giving Johnny a chance to hit one final beat and win the match and blag his place into the North American title ladder match for TakeOver, Triple X, whatever you do. Do not Google it. Um, yeah, it was like a really hairy moment, I think, for Johnny Gargano here. Um, and I think just, just another sign that like he, I think he really is one of the greatest performers that WWE has had through the doors in the last five years because he managed to still pull off a really like a really smart cleverly booked match they they came out of that um you know that what what would have normally I think they could have easily waved off the match at that point and no one would have been like oh no I feel really gypped by that because you know just watching it you were just like okay well that that really does seem like something that I, I would rather have medical attention maybe than be like, let's continue the match. But they still managed to pull out something really, really good in the process here. And Gargano looked, um, it, it furthered the Gargano storyline. I think Candice did a brilliant job as well on the outside of playing into it and covering for... Um, I, I imagine most of those emotions were real. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I, I think like, you know, obviously playing to her real emotions, but yeah, brilliant work in, in the process. Um, and yeah, I, it was the right choice as well for the ladder match. I think Johnny Gargano adds some real star power to that match, especially with some of the decisions they made later in the show. Um, and, you know, I think he now gives that some weight, that ladder match, which I think so far has been kind of, it's been billed as a showcase for younger, newer talent. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was, I, I just props to those guys, I think. Long story short, is I think they just did a brilliant job. Genuinely, um, like Gargano almost turned face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was such a good recovery from such a scary moment. Like, you know, just all, the catharsis of Johnny Gargano being able to pull out a kind of a beautiful little bit of healing after, you know, what could have been like a few more degrees to have like compressed his spine in a horrible way. Or, you know, and like it's. It was a very, very scary moment, but thankfully, like Johnny Gargano is, yeah, is such a pro that you just realize, oh yeah, okay, you're right. He is one of the best in the world. Whew. And you could just like release that tension. Kind of wish he wasn't <laughs> going into a ladder match now. But I mean, he, oh, had, yeah. he has had like, you know, a week, a week and a half. Oh yeah, he's had a whole week after that. Yeah, it's easy. You know, that, yeah, that, that, <laughs> like, that has been, yeah, life threatening bonds drop. Um, like, yeah, uh, I, but yeah, I am very excited. I think the right choice was made. Johnny's the best choice to go in that match. I'm hoping he's okay by the time TakeOver rolls around this weekend. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Um, so, just before we go, we've got to do some Patreon shout-outs to our lovely pledge channels on Patreon. So, thank you very much for your support on Patreon, the Hitchhiker, Mika Nam. Thank you, legend. Thank you to Mansoor, is my favourite wrestler ever. That's okay. A, that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, why not? Vita Ventura, the pet detective. Thank you for your support on Patreon. Pardon? I said all righty then, but that's the... No, wait. All righty then. Is that the mask or is that... No, that's that's Ace Ventura. I nailed it. I'm such a good broadcaster. Smashed it. Uh, The fitness concierge, Scott Michelle. Yay, like Simon Dean, but better. Just incredible. Edelhart, thank you for your support on Patreon. Moving sideways, Kieran Crabtree. (laughs) 
Who named Pete named these? I think uh, <laughs> we're going on a Brian Huntley. Thank you for your your support on Patreon. Is that a reference to we're going on a bear hunt? It is, yeah. And I think that's probably the most clever out of a lot of them. This one, I think, was picked by the person themselves because it's you'll never get this name right, you idiots, Matthew Smijewski. Smijewski. Sim 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 Chris Jenkins. Thank you for your support on Patreon too. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go through some super chats now just quickly and then we'll go through the rest of the show. But I just want to flag up that uh, if you are watching this, Adam and I will be heading over to WrestleTalk Clips directly after this stream to give our predictions for TakeOver 30. We sadly aren't, basically no one's around to do a live stream on Saturday and we're not going to be able to do a full podcast review on Sunday either because we'll be doing SummerSlam and staying up all night for that too. So um, yeah, this is the NXT live stream that you're going to get. Uh, so please do join us over there for that. Uh, it'll be fun because Adam's going to try and explain why he thinks Pat McAfee is going to win the uh, the match with Adam Cole. He is. And, and I will tell him he's wrong many, many times. Uh, let's go through a couple of Super Chats, though, before we crack on. So Jobba JJ comes in saying, I'm sure the matches on TakeOver will be good, but for me, the storylines have been lackluster. I'm not invested in any matches. NXT booked into a corner with Lee and Cross. Smell a bad finish coming. I kind of agree with some of that. Um, I think this takeover feels a little rushed in places. I think the ladder match, it's quite hard to build really compelling storylines going into that um, just because of the number of people. But I think it's, I think that's produced some great television. Um, definitely the the triple threats have been the highlights of the last few weeks of NXT. Um, I disagree on Lee and Cross. I think they haven't particularly, but I, it smells like a kind of booking themselves into a corner. But I think... I'm really hopeful that they're going to make the right decision and go with the momentum on cross and mm-hmm. just create a real monster there. Um, but we'll talk about more of that on the prediction stream. Um, the jam one, Ryan B jam says Pat McAfee wins. And that's what sends Adam Cole and the UE to the main roster. This guy gets it. Is it your birthday as well? This guy gets it. So I think, yeah, so what, Pat McAfee wins this match with Cole and then somehow ends up in the ladder match. He's the new North American champion by the end of the show. And also, let's make him the tag champs as well. Whatever. Pat McAfee's the future. The Pat, I think, you know, that's that's Laurie, what the... please don't spoil. We're live, mate. I don't know if you've noticed it, but we are live on Wrestle. We never get to go live on Wrestle, and we it's never will we... again if you just, if you gum up the whole thing with your relentless negativity. Uh, yeah, no, no, I've said is that <sighs> fine. Kevin says, yes, NXT going live. Screw AEW. Yeah. Yes. Screw those guys and they're hanging out in our live chat. I hope they're not here. <laughs> and they're rubbish action figures that have sold out everywhere. And, and they're brilliant wrestling. I hate them. Stupid, <laughs> stupid. 
stupid AEW. That's Tony, not please, real wrestling. Money. Um, and then so and um, we'll do one more just before we go on with the rest of the show. Uh, Dex Baker says, I completely planned to watch NXT last night, but AEW aired the first half of All Out on YouTube and I lost track of time. Oh, oh, you, you, little oh you meanie. They've been out there doing that. Johnny Gargano almost paralyzed himself for, for you to watch all out on YouTube. You could watch that any old time. Uh, AEW's here. AEW is here. Hi, <laughs> AEW. I take it all back. Luke, Luke, we're so sorry. We're so sorry, Luke. <laughs> what have we done? I was just, I was just coming in to see if you'd noticed that they were there. Oh, we done? No, no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to make a difference from when Ollie saw them in the chat. So AEW, I, just... I want to just roll this back. Where? Are... Oh, no. I was just coming and I was like, oh, man, they just said that AEW was silly. And then I was like, I wonder if they are in the chat. Oh, no, there they are. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Guys, come on. Look, that was Laurie. Laurie said that. All right. Laurie is the <laughs> negative one. Laurie's Laurie was one. winding up people. That's all he's doing. I think oh, all elite wrestling... Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, Adam. What did you want to say? Get down on your knees, Adam. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bought and paid for. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an unbiased commentator. Oh, oh, Jesus, webs. <laughs> yeah, let's cut the feed. Let's just get out of here, quick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good, good well, work, lads. Keep yeah, up. Thanks for joining, work. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Cheers. Anyway, let's crack on talking about NXT, the superior product. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Jesse Kamiya came next. Uh, Dakota's basically steamrolled Kamiya for most, most of the match. Jesse got a little bit of offense in. She hit a sort of rolling kick, a jumping forearm in the corner, then a big sliding kick. Why are you still doing tackle. this, Laurie? It's, what do you mean, why ruined, am I still doing it? We've not ruined anything. We've ruined it. AEW hates up. us now. They don't you, hate us. They don't hate us. It's AW, fine. AEW, we're sorry. We're, I think you do really good wrestling. Oh, lads, says Luke. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. AEW, if you're watching this, do you accept Laurie's apology? If not, what would you like Laurie to do for you to accept his apology? And we'll, 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 we'll get the negotiation mm. going. Anyway, on anyway. NXT, the show we're talking about, uh, so yeah, Dakota Kai basically steamrolled Jesse Kamir in a very short match. She then got on the mic and she said, EO, uh, you must be out of your mind. You think basically I'm going to be afraid of you. You said, I'm, you're so focused on talking about people from my past, like Shayna Baszler, where she said that, uh, she just imagines Dakota as the, as the girl who was scared of Shayna Baszler. And now is going to come out of takeover being the girl who's scared of her. She said, you're so focused on people of my past, but I'm focused on the future. It's going to feel so good when I kick you in the face over and over and over and over. And then EO's music hit and she, and she runs down to the ring and attacks. This big brawl happens. They get to the outside. And then there's sort of another bit of magic in NXT. Uh, and Raquel Gonzalez reveals herself from behind a curtain and kicks EO's head off. Well, well, well. Um, she she, she took that bump like around. a hero. That was amazing. Yeah, it's really nice to see Raquel Gonzalez back. I genuinely thought that she, they'd separated her from Dakota Kai, and I thought, no, that's way too early. Uh, Raquel, like, having her around is what kind of makes the 
will would make the presentation of Kai in this takeover match exciting. So yeah, it's really great. I'm really glad to kind of see them back together with the kind of the heartbreak kick and Sheasel uh, dynamic going on. And uh, yeah, like I, for me, that's what makes this match kind of it just ups my anticipation level. I still think Shirai's going to win, um, mm. but I think this is uh, really, 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 really uh, going to be a fun uh, dynamic to play with. I think I think I think they're both a great I think they're a great pairing anyway like even without the addition of Gonzalez I think Kai and Io Shirai is a really fresh match for NXT um and I, I'm really excited to see that anyway I think actually taking Gonzalez off TV for a bit and having her sort of reveal herself at the last minute to be like oh yeah by the way you forgot about me um just added to the story so brilliantly here. And I think they really played it up well on commentary to be like, oh yeah, Dakota Kai's been saying she's going to do it all on her own. And lo and behold, here's Raquel Gonzalez to kick Io's head off just before we head into TakeOver. This is great. And I, yeah, I think it's um, another really brilliant bit of booking by NXT to a match where you it, it kind of feels like a foregone conclusion that Shirai is going to retain here. This was just the thing it needed to really put that in doubt and just give you that uh, little bit of like, you know, when I was making my predictions on the form earlier, uh, and we'll obviously discuss on the predictions stream after this, I, I did waver before I made my final decision because I really did feel quite torn now that I, that I do feel it could go either, either way. Uh, we then had Tegan interviewed backstage talking about Candice LeRae and saying that uh, they've obviously had a lovely friendship, uh, but... It's gone a bit sour. Friendships have their up and ups and downs, she was saying. Uh, but she's ready to talk and sort out their friendship, which they could do over a glass of wine. Uh, this is women's booking I'm not into in uh, NXT, where it's just about being friends with people. And people like Tegan Knox seemingly ignoring everything that's gone on recently to say, yeah, no, I'm just going to have a normal conversation with her. It's like you, you, you've been beating each other up week on week. Yeah, is Tegan being Gonna... gaslit? Why does she is she is she actually convinced that she's the problem? She's <laughs> like, well, look, I've I'm pretty sure I'm in the right, but everyone seems to say that I'm ruining friendships, so I'm up for fixing it. It's like, what? Yeah, a bunch of heels have said that you you've ruined their relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's very much a kind of like <laughs> we don't have a story here. We want you two to fight because you're both good wrestlers what's in what's what general story elements are in the ether there you go go with that you you were friends you've ruined the friendship just just play with that it's you know it it, it is what it is it's not you know mm. it's it's not going to be on takeover is it it's just going to be no. like a I, but I, I, a I, following I, week match for NXT, like a, just spinning Candice's wheels until she's ready for IO. Uh, for EO it's and... such a shame. It, like, who knew that this was going to happen when they made a friends with everyone that, that all of her feuds coming out of that would be about those friendships? Uh, I just, yeah, I'm disappointed in this kind of booking for Candice and and for Tegan even because I, I think it makes Tegan look a bit silly to be like, no, it's best best we have a conversation about this. It's like you've been beating seven bells out of each other recently in various tag matches and stuff. So like, I, I do think it's, I think it's, you're past the point of sitting down and talking about it and, and even trying to salvage the friendship. Like, I don't think anything Candace has done has give, given you a glimmer of hope that there might be some sort of potential humanity left in her to reach out to and appeal to. 
Um, and, you know, and that's probably because it's not in the main sort of the upper card of NXT's women's division. So it is just a series of matches. But yeah, it feels a bit silly to book it this way. Um, and yeah, it feels like business as usual for Candice LeRae, who is the renter friend of the NXT women's division. I think it's like, I don't know why she, I don't know why Tegan wants to be friends with Candice. It's just like, mm. what are you going to do? Go around to her and her weird husband's you know, house. Ladders everywhere, Adam, that have all been have used. Their, but like... One of their weird dinners where they just turn away. You know, you're chatting about the weather and then they suddenly turn to the camera and cut a vicious promo mm. on the sunny day that's happening. Outside. Addressing a cup that they've had framed in I the centre of the table. I wouldn't want the Garganos over for games. No, it's They'd be really like... competitive and weird about it. They bring wine and then drink half of it, but take the half that they didn't drink home with them mm. that's what the garganas are like as house guests mm, no, no i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought so we then got another finn balor promo in which uh, he talked about facing the dream later in the show and did one of his classic sign-offs because he said the outcome same as always finn over which is funny because it's a play on what velveteen dream normally says yes. but also a sort of back behind the curtain comment Ooh, a little it's about the business man it's about the business still as ever, really good work from Finn Balor. This is great. Uh, I I think his character is brilliant on NXT. I really like his presentation. Um, I, I do think he's doing some of his best work as heel Finn Balor. Uh, we then got Legado del Fantasma versus Brizango and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, this was a cracking little match. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, uh, the team of Legado del Fantasma, the more I see them, the more I like them. They are really gelling and uh like i think even even as a trio like i think you kind of get that you get a feeling with a lot of factions where there's kind of the the boss of the faction the tag team that the tag team are going to be a bit sort of useless in a lot of situations and the boss isn't really going to get involved just stand around on the outside sort of jeeing people up um i like the fact that everyone kind of gets their hands dirty but ultimately escobar is kind of kept back to be special um but yeah i, I also i also think it's great that um it's a, it's, a, it's a group of heels who are all luchadors and still do lucha stuff. Um, and that and that plays into the heel aspect of their character rather than just being like, well, you know, we've switched from baby faces to heels, so we shouldn't jump off stuff anymore or do anything risky because that pops the crowd and makes them interested in you. Uh, they've just gone full in on like, no, no, it's about preserving the tradition of Lucha Libre. I think it's a brilliant bit of character work from them and worked really nicely in this match. Um, I think the main sort of, the main point of this match was that they beat up a lot of, they, they really sort of triple teamed Fandango for ages. Uh, and then this kind of um, goofy, there was a sort of a goofy moment towards the end where uh, Escobar had Swerve uh, wrapped around from behind. And uh, I think it was Mendoza did a uh, springboard drop kick. It might be, uh, might be wild. Uh, does, does this big springboard drop kick hits, but as that happens, um, Escobar turns around, sort of takes the dropkick himself in the back, which pushes Swerve into his own corner where he accidentally tags in Breeze. Swerve then comes back out of the corner using all that momentum he's built up. He hits his finisher onto Escobar and gets the pin, but the referee has to be like, whoa, 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 you're not the legal man. And he's like, oh, what? I like this. I do. Yeah, no, I do like it. I, I do like it. And he's like, um, it would have worked, worked really well in front of a crowd, I think, like a proper, like you know, a regular audience because um, they would have been screaming at this point. I think the wrestlers were just sort of um, 
doing their usual, let's make as much noise as possible to create atmosphere. Um, this then led into, uh, as he's sort of getting this pinfall and he doesn't quite get it, you get That's wild. being the crowd. At... Yeah. It's the, uh, what, what am I, Laurie? I'm, a, I'm, a cra I'm the crowd at full sale while a match is happening. Please stop. Sorry. That's really bad for anyone who's just... <laughs> I know, exactly. It's all worse for podcast listeners, I imagine. Um, so, yeah, that you get this moment where he, he gets this really close to and Mendoza and Wilde slide and they nail him with this double uh, drop kick, pick him up, Russian leg sweep, head kick combo. Uh, Breeze then runs in because he's the legal man, remember? He starts to clear house of Wilde and Raul, but then Escobar stuns him on the ropes from the outside, jumps in and hits the phantom driver, and it's all over. Legada del Fantasma, maintain momentum... Um, I don't get tired of seeing those three standing in the ring holding up the Cruiserweight Championship like, yep, we're the ones to beat. No one can get past us. Uh, and obviously, like this, this you know, they, they really played up the technicality aspect of this, um, of this victory for uh, Phantasma. But um, I, I'm hoping that the match between Swerve and Escobar get some good time if it if it does get added to takeover or whether it takes place on nxt tv pretty soon because that is going to be fire i think the fifth match has just been announced actually i just got a little Ooh. message via discord from um dan thanks dan who says it's official uh, uh thatcher versus bala has been uh, announced for that is the fifth match on the card with obviously the match happening on the kickoff the triple threat uh, number one contenders tag match so i don't i think we're gonna yeah i think we'll be saving swerve versus escobar for maybe the nxt after and uh, maybe that's something that will be announced on takeover itself i can i, I you know i think you uh, laid out that match really well um i the one thing that uh you didn't mention which i really really liked Brizango didn't come out with a silly entrance this time. No. Because you wouldn't, would you? Uh, they came out uh, all all pissed off and that. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I really... that's This is why tag rules are important. This is why generally rules are important. They give you an out uh, for baby faces losing. They can offer you visual uh, pins. Um, they can give you, uh, you know, rules for heels to take advantage of. It's very, very... Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it, it has a goofiness to it but i think it's yeah like it's one of the one of the little reasons why i really like nxt and i also really like i think it works well with legada del fantasma as well with them talking about like kind of prestige and the kind of uh honor of wrestling uh to kind of exploit uh, a rules loophole to get out of their first loss i think that's very very smart yeah, and I, I, brilliant stuff. I, I want to see more of Legada del Fantasma. And they have a chance because they have actually been booked into uh, a number one contendership match at uh, TakeOver. I'm assuming it will be on the kickoff portion of the show. They're going up against Only Lorcan and Danny Birch and Breezango uh, for the rights to take on Imperium. Um, obviously, that's not going to be later in the show, but that, that might well be on the NXT following TakeOver as well, you'd have to imagine. The next segment of the show... Oh, Pat mate, I can't wait to talk about this. Pat McAfee arrives. Uh, he's brought with him AJ Hawk and Darius Butler, some NFL guys. Um, you have to, you'll have to excuse us. We don't watch NFL. We don't get it over here. We've got football football which i also don't watch so like i am i am two sports away from even getting to watching nfl guys um it i'm imagining this is a big deal um 
And actually, I will go ahead and say up front that I did actually really like this segment. I thought it was really well done. I think Pat McAfee is a great talker. And I think this, uh, he really like whipped, he made me cross in this segment in all the right ways. And then when Cole fires back and gets this big moment, I was like, yeah, I want to see Adam Cole kick his ass at TakeOver. I really want to see Adam Cole beat the crap out of this guy. Um so McAfee comes in with all the swagger, says, guess who's back? He's brought 28 years of NFL experience with him because um, I know you don't go anywhere without your three stooges. Uh, Cole then sends the ear out of the ring and invites Pat to get in. Pat says that last time he was here, Shawn Michaels was checking your body for vitals, uh, your soulless body for vitals, saying I outsmarted you in your own house, at your own game, at your own speciality. This was a really, really great promo. He says, like, yeah. it, you know, I, you've given me two weeks to train for this match. Uh, it took me a minute and a half to knock you out with one swing of my foot. I can make a million dollars in seven different professions. Maybe I'll make a million dollars in an eighth one because you and your three stooges and your ignorant wrestling fans at home, he's made it about the fans, importantly. He's talking uh, about us. That's who he's talking about. <laughs> Worst I, feud of 2020. I, I know. Jesus. Hey, it's a title. Um, and he says, I'm above you as a human. I'm above you as an athlete boom and then chucks the mic straight at adam cole and it just sort of pings through his legs almost clatters kyle o'reilly in the face yeah um and this was a really hot little promo from pat mcafee and like really like i think it's really smart to play up the idea that he kind of dicks on wrestling like he he doesn't think it's you know he thinks it's easy for him to walk in the door and suddenly be because that's that is the right story to tell because that's what most people are thinking about that's what we were thinking when we were discussing that you know it's not an easy transition to become a wrestler we've seen it with the likes of tyson fury trying to you know have a match with braun Strowman, and and it's not as easy as it looks um and you do need someone probably of the caliber of adam cole on the other side of the ring to help you produce those really high quality matches um so th- this gives me some hope that the match will be good. Um, at least the build has now become very, very good. Uh, and this moment where Cole steps forward and all the security jump in the ring and get between them and he's, uh, you know, McAfee shouting, you can't get to me. And Cole just nails these four security guys in really short order, really uh, jumping knee, super kick. And he just walks up to Pat McAfee in the corner um, and says, you know, the Undisputed Era coming to back him up as the NFL guys get on the ropes. And he says, like, tell your guys to get in the ring. We'll mangle you. Uh, <laughs> and then just get right up in his face and says, let me tell you something, Pat. This Saturday at TakeOver, I'm going to make you my bitch. Oh, oh, not the B word. Not the that's, B word. That's the word that wrestlers use when they're serious. When Roman Reigns really wants to kick Baron mm. Corbin's ass, you call him a bitch. Uh, no, I... I genuinely this is like what like maybe the second best in-ring nxt promo of the year yeah. like it's insane how good pat mcafee is on the mic uh, i loved it when he was just ticking off the uh the undisputed era like you stupid you mustache idiot or something <laughs> like that um yeah just like it took him 10 seconds it took me 10 like you know oh, the longest reigning nxt champion it took me 10 seconds to knock you out cold one kick is all it took um yeah man i i don't know maybe this may be this may be great um, yeah it may it, be great now it may be great like uh, yeah i want to see adam cole destroy pat mcafee 
Like it's an un, like it's very very, it's it's sort of like celebrity angles in WWE. Like very often NXT do the kind of prestige version of WWE programming. You know, and it very much feels like, you know, they, you know, NXT is basically, okay, well, we've got to do a celebrity angle. We'll do the NXT version. Mm -hmm. Celebrity feud that's been bubbling over for two years. We'll get the celebrity to be the heel because, of course, he's the outsider and people don't actually like celebrities in their wrestling. Uh, We'll get the most charismatic heel we can find. Um, We'll get him to kind of sneak attack. We'll get him to rile up all of the uh, wrestling (laughs) YouTubers. Uh, it's, I can't believe how good this promo was. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how much I'm actually looking forward to the match. It's, it's so <laughs> insane. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know how much it was scripted and how much was off the cuff, but Pat McAfee destroyed that promo. Yeah, he absolutely smashed it. Like, I think, you know, I will say this is a marked difference from the way the feud started. I think the feud started in a bit of a juvenile, like, I'm calling you short a lot kind of way. And it's turned into something better now. Like, I I think this was the sort of turning point where I understood kind of Pat McAfee's ego here is, is about, like, I am that premier guy i i'm here to prove to you that this is a bit of a joke and i anyone i can do it in my sleep and i can beat you no matter how good you think you are at this thing and then i think making it about like the honor of wrestling and the fans is a great way to get people to side with adam cole mcafee cut a great heel promo here i want to see him get beat up really really badly now um yeah this was this was top quality work by both guys in the ring and yeah i i am now more intrigued to see the match than I was. Um, you know, that's that's the last linchpin in this thing. It's like, you know, they now have to deliver a match because a really good match because they, they've they just hyped it to an improbable degree for the kind of match that it is, actually. Um, so, yeah, it, it, a lot rides on what they managed to do in the ring. Um, but I think they've done kind of the perfect setup for this because they have made Pat McAfee one of the smarmiest, most annoying heels that I can remember in a while. Adam Cole has become this super baby face in this in this part. And I think they've they've done well to get over this idea that Pat McAfee is dangerous and he can end this match, like he said, in a couple of seconds with one kick. Um, so yeah, I think they've done as much as they possibly can without delivering the perfect match to make it seem like this feud is going to be really, really gangbusters. After that, we got Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart. This all spilled out of uh, Mercedes and Aaliyah taking on Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro and taking things a bit too far in the beatdown afterwards when Shotzi and Rhea made the save. Shotzi and Rhea have matching gear, so they're mates. Um, this this was good telly, I think. this was There was a really good moment in this where uh, I think Rhea, like sort of Mercedes and Aaliyah took a long bit of this where they were working over Shotzi. Shotzi gets a hot tag to Rhea. It all kind of picks up from there. Um, Towards the end, um, Rhea hits a big riptide on Aaliyah and Shotzi's climbing up to hit her big finisher sent on. Um, But Martinez cuts her off and this causes a brawl between Ripley and Mercedes. They end up brawling onto the apron and Mercedes goes for this big boot on the apron, which is what obviously uh, costs Rhea her match against Dakota Kai in the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea dodges it because she's seen it before when it hit her in the face the first time, and she grabs her and power bombs her from the apron over the barricade. And then we get this shot where Martinez is down on the other side 
out completely cold from being uh, chucked over the barricade. And then Shotzi hits a huge senton and wins the match. I'm really hoping, because um, they were playing up like the idea that maybe Rhea Ripley's moved past the Robert Stone brand with this win. It's like, I, I hope not. Because I really want to see the singles oh, match no. between Martinez and Rhea Ripley. It would be stupid for this to be over because that was fire. Um, yeah, you don't you don't get out of this feud without a Mercedes Martinez Rhea Ripley match, which mm. I am dying to see. I like yeah. This was this was a, this was a match revolved around one story beat, one story beat only, one spot, which is the power bomb onto a crash mat, which then got removed. So it looked like she got power bombed into the concrete, but uh, that's a really good story beat to to play up. Uh, I had secretly, I had hoped that we, as a result of this match, we might get Mercedes versus Rhea at Takeover, considering the power bomb of the concrete. Doubt that now, um, which is a shame because uh, I kind of want them to have a Takeover match, not just an NXT television uh, match. But uh, yeah, like I. I really, really want to see Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley. I think this is really, really cool. Um, like, I thought it would have been a perfect secondary uh, kind of women's feud to help kind of fill out a takeover, kind of add, like, you know, the Hoss match kind of element of it, making, uh, giving the show a bit more variety. Shame it looks like we're not going to get it, but uh, that is a cool spot. And it means that, that yeah, I, I don't think this, it, I don't think this is kind of final retribution from Rhea Ripley. I hope this is just the beginning of what could be a properly definitive women's feud in NXT. Yeah, and I, I think one of the, like, one that transcends kind of the booking for women's matches that don't revolve around the championship as well, which is what Tegan Knox and uh, Candice LeRae are probably going to do, which is, we were friends and now we're not. This feels like a, you know, pure hatred-fueled feud between two premier athletes in a division and, and you know, does feel like it's got enough kind of momentum and weight behind it to not be about a championship. And that is quite rare in the women's division in NXT. Um, just, I think, through the sheer sort of depth of talent they have in that division and like the, the way they tend to book um, the lower card of the women's division when it's not about the championship. So, yeah, I think this is something, this is really something really good for Rhea Ripley to do that isn't about taking a title off EO or whatever. And it doesn't feel like she's been sidetracked too badly going into this feud with Martinez. And Martinez just keeps looking better and better as well. Okay. We then got a package for Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Oh, a- boy. Oh, 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 this was everything to me. That yeah. shot of the mountain inside the... Um- inside the hourglass and it's just like oh you thought you were climbing a mountain turns out you were climbing a volcano that's everything to me i mm. love that that's why i like wrestling stupid wonderful um over the top mythic stuff like that almost swore but didn't mm. oh, they, they would have been the worst thing we've done on this stream adam <laughs> would it <laughs> Are AEW still here? I'm scrolling through the comments and it doesn't look like they are. Look, there was a hefty dose of sarcasm in what was being said, so it's I'm fine. sorry, AEW. I really am. Uh, but no, uh, I thought video package of... The, no, no. Double no. down. Double down on it. You're not wrestling. You're not even close to wrestling. I No, I'm sorry. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, this is my favourite video package of the year, basically, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. The America the Beautiful, super slowed down. Um, it's just... The highlighting of the wonderful moment where Keith Lee says, you name the time, you name the place, and I'll whoop that ass. Uh, you know, getting the Dominic Dijakovic stuff, all the flick. Like, it even made the fireball spot look good. Like, that's mm. how, like, genuinely, 
Uh, I, it's been a while since I've seen a video package that has stoked me for a fight uh, like this one. And oh, yeah. completely, uh, if, if I didn't think that Karrion Cross was walking away with the championship before, I think he is. I, I, I think this seals it for me. Just this the presentation was, just, of him. Oh. So, like, it was, it was so good. Like, and, it, and, it, and I think also, like, you know, we've seen a lot of um, packages for kind of characters in the cross mold. And this felt different to, to all of those. Like, you know, I think we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of bloody brilliant package work in NXT for the NXT championship matches recently. And this felt different to all the other ones that I've seen. And yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I think that the man, you're the man who climbs the mountain, but only realizes it's a volcano when he reaches the top. What a metaphor. Um like led to so many good bits of imagery, like the all the hourglass stuff was just fantastic. I think Cross comes with this whole like like a lookbook of like these are all the things you should just put on screen to make me look like this kind of character. And I thought it was brilliant, even in the even in the rapid cuts as we get towards this, and you've got Keith Lee winning the championship and doing all these amazing spots in WWE and all this wrestling. And as Cross was in there, you got shots of him like in a gi doing martial arts you got shots of him doing kickboxing and stuff you're like no this guy's legit like yeah yeah th there was just like some really subtle stuff they added in like that just these like fast flashes of imagery just to be like here's a real flavor of who these two guys are i am so hyped for this and, it, and i think it's completely the right choice to not feature either guy on tv this week and just let this package do the talking because yeah. you just don't need to do any more i think if you if you came out of last week's show and tried to one-up it, um, you would just be probably burning people out on the hype. And this this was just the right amount of like, it's happening now. It's all set in motion. Everything is, this is where we're going. So just get on board. Um, and well, let's see. Let's let's leave the story reveals for what's actually happened to Keith Lee um, for TakeOver. Perfect. Uh, utterly brilliant. Once yeah. again, the editing department for NXT knocks it out of the park. It's uh, carrying cross like this promo, especially. It just reminds me why, like, kind of, I think he could be kind of the biggest gimmick since Bray Wyatt because he comes with this visual language. He mm. comes with a, a his own style of promo. He comes with his own kind of uh, recurring images, which you can use, like the hourglass, the uh, raven or the crow, whichever, whichever it is. Uh, you know the the fire now i like the the smoke like he comes with this kind of language it's so, so easy. like it's such a main event gimmick um it's 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 kind of old school kind of like cult it's, it's almost kind of like um the the cult of darkness kind of mm. stuff that kevin sullivan was doing uh way way down in in i think it's georgia championship wrestling or memphis uh like it, it's it's old school but with that modern pyrotechnic twist uh, just wonderful. If they don't put the belt on him uh, this weekend, they're absolutely insane. Yeah, I, th I think he has. This is the time to not cut someone off of the legs. And hopefully NXT is a lot smarter than the main roster in in making those choices. Because I don't think Keith Lee would lose anything losing to Karen Cross because he has been booked to perfection to take the belt off Keith Lee here. And I don't think anyone would be like, oh, you lost to Karen Cross. Keith, come on. Um, yeah, I... 
just no great, one, no, great, great stuff. Buried, let's say yeah, exactly. Great, great stuff. I, I just think what what a wonderful main event we're going to be treated to uh, come Saturday. Uh, so closing the show was uh, Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream for the final spot in the North American title uh, ladder match at TakeOver Triple X. Please don't Google it. Um, <clears throat> this was a lot of ad breaks and a pretty good match. Uh, and it got pretty confusing by the end of it. Uh, I, the finish of this, I really, really enjoyed. Like Dream was playing up the kind of uh, just obnoxious heel side of his personality. Uh, he was too sweeting at every possible opportunity. He did a wolf howl at one point. So he's even crimping stuff from Shotzi Blackheart. Um, and it's sort of all built up to this moment where they ended up sort of uh, Dream did a leaping stun gun over the ropes uh, to Balor. And then as he lands on the outside, Cameron Grimes arrives uh, to say, I'm Cameron Grimes. I'm going to win the match. Woohoo! Go to the moon. Go get title on the ladder. Son, son, blah, 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 blah. He's brilliant. <laughs> He's so good. He's, he is genuinely incredible. Uh, Can you imagine inviting him to a party, though? He'd be the worst. It's like... I've like genuinely not since Mojo Rawley have I seen someone who's been just like I, I'm. I pretty much like your work, but you would be insufferable oh, in yeah. real life. He's great, but he said like I, I love the fact that he's just turned it up. Like obviously when he was Trevor Lee and when he first joined NXT and he he did a couple of matches at like Progress as NXT Trevor Lee and was nowhere near like this level of character and he's clearly just gone oh no this is it now this is what Cameron Grimes is and it's bloody brilliant because there's a moment he comes out and he's like gets in their face and it goes to an ad break and it comes back and he's sat atop the ladder holding the North American title it's just ace um and so but yeah basically the, the point is that he he's doing that they they end up brawling to the outside dream and Bala. um Balor sort of starts stomping on Dream, holding the ladder. Grimes kind of climbs, Balor then climbs up the ladder and gets in Grimes' face for a bit, gets chucked off the ladder onto the apron. Um, Johnny Gargano then runs down and pushes the ladder over when they get back into the ring. And Grimes flies off the top of the ladder, takes out the referee, uh, and then stands up in the middle of the ring between Dream and Balor, who uh, double-team him. Um then uh, Bala hits a sling blade and a super kick while Johnny hangs back outside. Bronson Reed runs down uh, to the ring and then Gargano runs off into the ring and he's sort of backing up from Bronson Reed but backs up into Priest and does the whole... <laughs> he's behind me, isn't he, moment. <laughs> and Johnny gets nailed by the two of them. Priest then, like picks up the title and he's holding the title up in Bronson's face and he chucks the title to Bronson, kicks him in the head. Um, and it just all breaks down from there. They end up outside. Balor flies out of the ring, knocking everyone down with his wicked tope. And that's when Timothy Thatcher runs in and just nails Balor. Why not? Everyone in the pool. Uh, yeah, why not? Let's all jump in. Dream hits a purple rainmaker. One, two, three, because the referee wakes up at that exact moment. Um, and Dream is advancing to the North American Championship ladder match. Um, obviously, they've said, WWE have come out and said they've investigated the allegations and found that it's fine to feature Velveteen Dream. Obviously, that's not for us to say whether that's okay or not, or whether that's a proper investigation. I think all you can ever do is make up your own decisions about what's being presented to you on TV. I felt a bit uncomfortable watching the match. Uh, I found myself not being able to get into it quite as much, and I'm not. I'll f probably find the same thing when I watch the ladder match 
on the weekend. It all feels a little bit too uh, complicated at the moment to really to really get that level of escapism that I'm looking for when I'm watching wrestling and just trying to buy into characters and a storyline that's being presented to me. Um, the follow-up to the match is that Gargano slides in, nails Dream with a super kick. Uh, Grimes comes in, nails Johnny with a kick. Priest runs in and nails Grimes with a choke slam. Bronson then just nails everyone, picks up the belt, and the episode goes off air with Bronson Reed in the center of the ring holding the North American Championship and doing his claw thing with the other. Kalima. Uh, Kaiju or whatever I am. <laughs> Like I think, yeah, it's it's messy, but it's fun. Like generally speaking, like whenever there's a big multi-man match, you, you do this. Whenever there's a rumble coming up, or whether there's a multi-man ladder match, it's everyone get in the ring, remind everyone why you're here, uh, and then let's have the one person holding up the belt at the end, and they're the one that's definitely not going to win. Uh, so sorry, Bronson Reed, you're not. You're out of the running, my friend. I uh, yeah, like I thought if they hadn't pre-taped this last week. I, I would probably bet that Finn Balor would have won the match uh, because obviously they 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 taped both matches back to back. I don't think they were necessarily expecting some of the backlash or the amount maybe of the backlash they've got. Triple H has gone on in interviews to say uh, it's time to move on. Uh, we we would like not to talk about this anymore. Like, yes, um, I, I imagine you you would like us to move on. Um, like like you said, all we can talk about is the viewing experience we have watching NXT. That's what we are as a show. We review the viewing experience. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wish that Balor had won. Um, I, I wish that instead of Balor versus Thatcher, we were getting Balor in that match and Mercedes versus Rhea Ripley on the card. Uh, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I like the ending. I thought it was very silly. Uh, I thought it was everyone got their little moment. Um I, I thought generally like a very, very strong, um, uh, in terms of like a go-home episode, touched every single feud, um, had a, some really cool brawls, had some amazing hype, um, some people, you know, some surprise returns. Uh, yeah, like what an episode of NXT. I really, I really dug it. And yeah, the uncomfortability of, of them kind of doubling down on dream to one side i thought that it was an almost complete success as a show can't wait for oh yeah it, Every, it's a, like takeover but it's a built takeover nxt they made some odd decisions but mm -hmm. they've been methodical in the way that they book they always are and i think that every single match on the card except maybe balor and thatcher but then that's just a that's just going to be fun to watch. That's just a thin. You just want to see Finn Balor on a takeover. Like you yeah. don't, you don't bring Finn Balor down to NXT and then not put him on takeover. That seems like a hell of a waste. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think every single match, like all the big championship matches here that are happening on takeover, feel like they were very well built here. The reveal of Gonzalez kicking Io Shirai's head off, like what a memorable moment. There's just snapshots from this episode that I'm just like going into takeover you're just gonna be sort of a lasting imprint and yeah one is the boot print of raquel gonzalez on eo's face the other <laughs> one is uh that package about keith lee and carrying cross and then that brawl to end the uh the the qualifying match for the north american championship ladder match was so much fun like that that i think the moment where it just went round at the finish and everyone just hit finishes on each other was just really really fun wrestling and you just reminded like oh yeah he's great he's great he's great he's great and i am now very torn as to who will be in that match
Let's whiz through some super chats. So Bacon Rasher says, just wondering what your thoughts are on Kai and Big Mama Cool. Does Sean have a hand in the story? I like it and hope Kai wins. Also, hashtag, hashtag Wrestle Luke Forever and JTJ. What do you think of uh, Kai and Gonzalez? Um, I, I mean, I like knowing that Shawn Michaels is as frequently backstage in NXT as he is. Uh, yeah, I, come on, it's 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 Shawn Michaels and Diesel, and it's you know that's tried and tested. Uh, Kai is definitely talented enough to kind of uh, handle her end of the bargain. Raquel Gonzalez is untested. big enough. Yes, well, they <laughs> she's, so she's big enough. Yeah, she's tall, which is which is fine enough. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good dynamic, and again. Um, NXT have done too good a job of this of portraying Dakota Kai as kind of a chicken heel who's not on the same level as Io Shirai. So not having Raquel at, at ringside lessens the anticipation for the match because yeah, it's just like no part of the presentation of, of Kai has said, oh, she's worthy of being. You know, she she can't handle her own, which is you know that's her current interpretation of her character. Fine. But with Raquel, she's a full package and, and is now a legitimate threat. Yeah, I think I think they did such good work on this episode too. I, I think the reveal of Gonzalez there was, you know, stage magic-y. I liked it. Like the big, like, what's behind the curtain? It's Raquel Gonzalez to kick your face in. Um, but worked perfectly. And I think they did they did wonders building this feud with the delusion of Dakota Kai going forward and saying, I'm going to do this all on my own. And then the last minute, Machiavelli reveal of uh, my massive equalizer. Uh, Michael Carter says, hashtag pat that pat. Hashtag pat, 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 pat. hashtag annoyingly winning me over Pat McAfee. Uh, Just Simon four one nine says that cross Lee package was ridiculously great. Also, hi guys, hi Hello. yourself, Simon. Uh, Willware says, do you think Cross should squash Lee at Takeover to really cement Cross as the guy to everyone? I honestly don't know, and it's an idea I saw floating around. No, I don't. I don't think, think so. Him. No, because no. I don't think. Because yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. Because Keith Lee is the man, and I think Keith Lee has a huge upside. Um, Killer Cross is also the man, but Killer Cross, had, you know, like Killer Cross, squashed Tommaso Ciampa. That was his sort of debut, like his mm. kind of coming out party. Th this is where I think Killer Cross needs to cement himself as like a main event talent that not only is like a huge threat, but also someone you can build huge marquee matches around. Because yeah. I think that's part of the hype package of a main event is you, especially in today's wrestling scene, is yeah, they've got to be exciting as like a kind of like what's going to happen. But you need to trust that they can hold up their end of like a 15 to 20 minute main event. And that's exactly yeah. what I think you should get here. Pure domination only runs you so far with these characters before you're like, how could we possibly beat them? Look look at people like The Fiend who were presented yeah. so well early on. And then as soon as it was the, the the even the thought of them losing came up, people really rallied against it. So I think this needs to be very close. One to cement, one to just be like, if this is Keith Lee's final match with the NXT Championship, it needs to be a barnstormer. Um, and two... I think that will do more for Karrion Cross than squashing Keith Lee because then you can have Karrion Cross, who finally eked out a victory over Keith Lee, destroy everyone else. Champa comes back and you build up Champa over a very slow period of time to be like, you've got to face the monster again, Champa. If you want Goldie back, remember, you remember you want Goldie, got to face that monster that killed you that time, got to go do it. And then when Champa wins, it's one of the biggest babyface wins in NXT history. Uh, so moving on from stuff that's related to NXT to just general rest talk related stuff. 
uh, Detrain24 says, happy birthday to my favorite YouTube personality. For personal reasons, your comeback has really helped me deal with some of my demons. Hashtag JTJ. Uh, I can only assume he's talking about Chopper there. Um, (laughs) The Jam one, Ryan B. Jam says, happy birthday, British Justin Bieber. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Michael Dominguez says, I'd like to wish you an unhappy birthday. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Up yours too, Michael. (laughs) I'm going to have a great birthday. I've got my grill. What have you got? Nothing. You've got nothing, Michael. No one knows about the grill because that's in the podcast bit that we recorded earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So, Adam, just in case you need to know, Adam's getting a George Foreman grill for his birthday. I've Uh, got such an exciting birthday. The only thing sadder than getting a George Foreman grill for your birthday is it is it not being a surprise? Willware says we need to have Adam and Laurie go live every week now. Also, hope Adam is enjoying his last days with his hair before Quizlemania X Seven. Hashtag FDF. Hashtag Shave Adam. Excuse me. I think you'll find that we had in four. Fun the other day where wonderful Tempest, who has been on Quizlemania, did a massive quiz for all of the people working at WrestleTalk. It was absolutely wonderful. And I won that quiz by half a point, narrowly beating Luke Owen, who is, you know, obviously one of the greatest Quizlemania champions of all time. So I I, I think my hair is, is go, not going anywhere, staying exactly where it is. I have the most beautiful head of hair in Wrestle Talk, which is a low bar to clear, but I've cleared it. And I, it's not going. Yeah, you got the most, uh, sorry, you've got the most beautiful top half of your head full of hair. <laughs> All right, you're right. <laughs> Pete's got the best beard. He absolutely oh, And it's his birthday. The only important birthday. Mike D says, happy early birthday, Adam. Good luck on the next Quizlemania. Hopefully you won't be bald like Sonya probably will after SummerSlam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Mark Harger says, just a reminder to all you Sean Ross Sapiens to F that F. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought And then also, uh, yeah. A loss says, hashtag FTF, the end is nigh. Love you guys. Hearing you talk helps me cope with loneliness. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, I'm, we're really glad to, to help. Uh, although you did use hashtag FTF, which is a, which is yeah. a shame, but we forgive you this one time. Uh, El Fermentado says, Feliz, I don't know how to say this, but it's happy birthday. Adam, hashtag JTJ, greetings from Chile. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just didn't want to butcher. I just didn't want to butcher another language. Uh, Zakik on Linda says, hashtag FTF, feed that ferret. Oh, weird. Mm. Sean, Tur- Sean Turner uh, super chatted in but hasn't left a message. Thank you very much for your uh, donation. Last minute super chats that have just come in. Mr. Hank Tastic says, What if McAfee becomes the jobber Lesnar? <laughs> I love this idea. Uh, arrive, talk his way into a big match, get destroyed, repeat. If he keeps his promos amazing, I could see him getting over his face and people wanting to actually see him win. <laughs> so, what is he like? like- Ziggler with at that match with Goldberg at SummerSlam. He just keeps coming. He just keeps, like everyone beats him. He just like comes in just like with his NFL, like an increasingly large entourage of NFL guys. <laughs> just keep picking fights. He's got no hope until he now. until he's got a whole match going on. Uh, Marcus Gamer uh, didn't leave a message, but uh, super chatted in. So thank you very much. And Rob H says, I think NXT is getting much better and is recovering the momentum they previously had. Strong takeover with multiple directions afterwards. I agree that I think they've really done well to um, build a very good takeover card for what feels like it should be a this. This feels like a real celebration takeover to have. It's a momentous milestone for the for the brand, um, and they have done a fantastic job of building all these feuds. Even 
Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Especially. Especially. You know, actually, to be fair, they, they've actually outdone themselves there. Because Adam has a very uh, bold prediction, I believe, for the the premiere match of this TakeOver card, the match that everybody wants to see, the match that they are putting on this show for. They're, obviously, the, this is one of the biggest milestones in NXT history. This is the 30th TakeOver they've ever done. So they needed a match that really reflected the uh, level of time, and effort they put into building new stars and new talent over all the years that NXT has been running. They, they needed some of the biggest things they've ever made to take part in a match. So that is why Adam Cole is taking on Pat McAfee. Mr. Patrick McAfee. Yes. Uh, who do you think is going to win Adam out of Adam Cole, longest reigning NXT champion ever, and... Uh, as I'm reliably informed, NFL footballer, podcaster, uh, television personality. Puntsman. Puntsman, yes. Um, Snow White and the Puntsman, Pat McAfee. Let me just, uh, let me just, hang on, I'm not sure if this is, ah, yep, no, this take is hot enough. I think Pat McAfee is going to be Adam Cole, baby. Do you know why I think um, he's going to defeat uh, Pat McAfee? Cool. Uh, so why, why Pat McAfee is going to beat him? Because I think you hate yourself and I me and everyone it. else in the wrestling community. I don't like fun. No, I think uh, Pat McAfee is going to win. I think everyone's going to be really, really cross, and I think this is going to be the galvanizing sort of lightning strike behind a Kyle O'Reilly heel. Oh, you think you think Kyle O'Reilly is going to turn on the undisputed era? Yeah. Wow. I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly is uh, amazing. Uh, I think anyone who's seen Kyle O'Reilly um, on the Indies in Ring of Honor, pro wrestling gorilla, knows that he's not just the funniest member of the undisputed era. He is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's un- he's unbelievable. Um, you can keep your undisputed era merch. You can definitely keep your Adam Bebe merch. Build Kyle O'Reilly as your big, as the Seth Rollins of the understupid, of the understupid. Oh, no, the underst- <laughs> you sound like Pat McAfee now. <laughs> I, I, I can't help but cut fire promos. I just, so I, I, I think, and I, I do this with predictions, but uh, you know, I, I build a little story for myself and I fixate on it. And, I'm getting, and I've also got another little one for later in, in the show. Ooh. But I think uh, that Pat McAfee is going to have his ass handed to him. But at the last moment, Kyle O'Reilly is going to cost. Um, because Kyle O'Reilly came back and he was just like, we are the Undisputed Era. You're Adam Cole. You're blah, blah, blah. You know, we are going to be tag team champions. And Adam Cole got into a thing with Pat McAfee and cost Kyle O'Reilly and mm. Bobby Fish tag belts kyle o'reilly had i don't i i spent the because i was so fixated on this i spent the entire time looking at kyle o'reilly's face kyle o'reilly is pissed off he's done and he has been for the entire like last few episodes um he's got this kind of new horrible look of the kind of the thick beard with the no with the no tash uh i think it's time to cut him loose and create a 
megastar heel in Kyle O'Reilly. And I think the best way to do that would be to create something that genuinely no one wants to see, which is Pat McAfee pinning uh, Adam oh. Cole. No, no, I don't want I don't want it either. But that's the point. That's the point of heel heat. It's got to be something you don't want. And I think Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole is, is the last great feud of Adam Cole's time in NXT. I think Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole on a takeover. Take my money. And I think it starts on Saturday. So I, I, I'm uh, going for Adam Cole because uh, I think this is the 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 lunge towards babyface for Adam Cole that they, they're trying to sort of repackage the Undisputed Era on, on the more face end of the spectrum. I think Pat McAfee actually this week did a really fantastic job of making me hate him, but for being a character and for doing a really fire promo. Um, and, you know, like I, I really was like quite down on this feud before this. Um, and then they made it about wrestling and, and Pat McAfee really made it about like, Adam Cole is is actually now fighting for the honor of wrestling and you know craft and putting in your time and paying your dues and Pat McAfee has walked in and walked into like a really big match with one of the best performers that NXT has ever had uh, on one of the biggest shows that they've ever done and then also had that that sort of uh, the the gumption to insult the marks at home for watching being being ignorant and watching WWE. Um, so yeah, I really think this is about Adam Cole fighting for all of our honor. And in that case, I want to see Adam Cole pinning Pat McAfee. And I think Pat McAfee is a great foil for that because um, he has done wonderful work making himself sort of. Uh, the belittling force here and making wrestling seem small. And you just want to see wrestling conquer Pat McAfee to really cement Adam Cole as the premier baby face in uh, NXT. I think you, I, I think you're probably right. I think that would, it kind of makes sense that that would happen, but I, I, the way I look at it is, and it's probably, again, I'm thinking myself out of this. I should just go, go with what WWE are likely to do, but it's NXT. Damn it. A bit more thought goes into it. Think about what you get out of this match. If Adam Cole wins, you've had a fun little two-week feud uh, to build up a celebrity match in which Adam Cole gets a bit of revenge. If Adam Cole loses, it'd be pandemonium um, because you've had the longest reigning NXT uh, superstar of all time beaten by a celebrity. And if if either Kyle O'Reilly or maybe even the entire Undisputed Era turn on him, do a bullet club, kick him out, Mm. Um, and yeah, Kyle becomes the new leader of the of the Bullet Club, uh, of the Kiki Kiki Bullet Club. The under stupid era. The under stupid era. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want t shirt rights for that. Um, but I think I think you get much more out of it. Weirdly, if Pat McAfee wins, and I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's, I think that's a good long-term booking, but I think NXT has been quite obsessed with short-term pops recently, and this feels like a short-term pop. Uh, the pre-show match, well, I'm assuming it's a pre-show match, is Brizango versus Legado del Fantasma versus Lorcan and Birch, which is a number one contendership for the tag team titles. Um, now, I'm really torn here because I could see, like, you've got Imperium, the the heel champions, and you've got Lorcan and Birch, who I think would make a good foil for them and would put on a really good match. You've also got Brizango as a babyface team to go up against them. But I just think go with the momentum. Let's have Legado win here. 
and let's forget who's heel and who's face in the Imperium match and let's just have two wicked sweet factions knock seven bells out of each other for our amusement on the NXT after TakeOver. Um, that's a match I really want to see. Legado del Fantasma have been uh, taking up a lot of TV time recently. This is the this is the booking that makes sense to me. So I'm going Legado del Fantasma because also I think it's it's the freshest match of the lot. Like I, I would love to see Mendoza and Wild get a bit of TV time separate to just backing up Escobar and having something to do. And I I could also see them with the belts. Him as the oh, cruiserweight all, champ all and the them gold. with the gold. Oh, I'd like oh. it. Give it to me. Who have you got? I've got uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, this was the match that was, I think, supposed to happen. Like For a long time, NXT were kind of booking that way. They did that uh, promo of uh, Lorcan and Birch in the pub talking about Imperium. Then they had a little kind of showdown. Then they had the number one contenders triple threat, which Lorcan and Birch lost. Uh, Brazango won it. Uh, I think, I, I, again, it's, it feels too early to take the belts off Imperium. And so I, I, I think who, who, asked, who is the best team in NXT to put on an amazing match and lose uh, with, with honor and glory? Uh, it's only Lurkin and Danny Birch. Uh, I think it's a bit too early because like, you don't want the Legado to lose to no. Imperium. And I don't, you don't particularly want Imperium to lose to Legado as well. So I think only Lurkin and Danny Birch uh, pin Brizango uh, to, to win. I don't think Legado get involved in the pin. My my only reasoning behind that is just because Imperium was such a panic pick anyway, because it was they obviously had uh, Riddle and Dunn had to separate, and then you had Thatcher, and then you were really building a Riddle and Thatcher storyline. So they were just like, well, Imperium, a safe pair of hands, take the belts off, and that's fine. Do that. Uh, and yeah, they they just haven't been featured, and they don't really have a story. So I think I'd, I'd go where the story is, and the Garda del Fantasma really feels like the story in NXT right now of these three teams. Um, up next is a match that was made like 20 minutes ago. This was made Whoa. official. Uh, it's Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Things I didn't know I wanted until they were offered to me. Yes, please. Mother, can I have some more? Because um, this all spilled out of the North American uh, Championship qualifying match from last night in which Finn Balor took on Velveteen Dream. Balor got jumped by Thatcher towards the end of the match, which was part of the sort of steamrolling of Dream into the victory. Um this match has now been made. This is your obligatory Finn Balor does a match on a takeover. I am torn. Who are you going to go for, Adam Blompier? Big Bally Balor. Uh, I think, yeah, Finn's so good and he's absolutely killing it. Uh, and yeah, I think he he's sort of got this kind of over overperforming on takeover kind of hot streak going. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he will get his revenge on Thatcher. Uh, it does feel like a sort of hastily put together match. It could go either way, which is just a testament to how great Thatch has been of recent weeks with his Thatch as Thatch can. But I've got Finn. Yeah, I also have Finn. I, I think he is kind of on the momentum train. I think you want Finn in the in the picture to. I think you could really use Finn to uh, be one of the next contenders for the NXT Championship, but maybe in a losing effort to just really cement whoever you pick as that as that guy. Um, if Finn Balor's coming after him, that feels like a big money feud. And you don't necessarily have to have Finn Balor win. I think he can kind of maintain... He's kind of bulletproof at the moment. Uh, so I think he's... Exactly. I was going to do it, and then I was like, that's probably too cheesy, but you went there. Uh, and then Finn... Lower yeah, I, the nominator, maybe. 
Yeah, so I, I don't think I don't think Timothy's going to be stretching uh, thin out for a, the count. So yeah, I, I do really I I could see it going either way. Oh, I'm so torn. I'm sticking with Finn. I'm sticking with Finn. Right. This is the one that I think is probably the hardest to pick because there are more entrants. Uh, this is the North American title ladder match. This is Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Woo! Johnny Gargano versus Big Boy Bronson Reed versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, in my initial uh, decision for this, when I didn't know when I didn't know who the last entrant was, I had Finn Balor picked. I was like. I think they're going to do something funky at the top. So I want the American title on a really safe pair of hands in the middle to be like, there's a draw, there's a, there's a legit draw as a champion. Um, someone I was going to say Finn Balor. Then Finn Balor didn't win that match to get in this thing. And so Velveteen Dream is kind of the person taking that as, as a tenured NXT talent. Considering what happened with Velveteen Dream and the backlash to him uh, reappearing last week on NXT, I don't think that's the direction they're going to go in. Uh, I think for Johnny Gargano to win the North American title again, it's a bit of a step down. Um, I really do feel like the direction for his character is to go for the NXT championship while Candice goes for the women's championship. That's the story I want to see. So I'm actually going for Damian Priest as the winner of this I think he's been in NXT for uh, plenty, like he's been there quite a long time without really achieving very much. He's had a really good babyface run recently, um, baby sort of babyface. Like he had, he had that sort of babyface turn in the match with Balor, and I think that he really sort of like got so much out of that at Takeover in Your House. Um, and I do think he feels like he's on the ascent. Um, like Bronson Reed ended this week's NXT holding the championship, but as that is normally the sign of like, that's the one who won't win it, last one to hold it. Oh, you don't right. want to, like, it's a game of hot potato. You don't want to be the last person holding it. Um, so I, I do think Priest is the right choice here because I think he's got that kind of presence to be the North American champion. Um, and he really gives that division uh, like a, a figurehead that, that does seem like uh, quite insurmountable. So he's someone to really strive against. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my pick. Who are you going to go for? So, I was going to pick Priest because I think you're right. Everything you've said is very, very smart, Laurie. You are uh, probably in Wrestle Talk up there with Ollie as being the smartest predictor <laughs> in the office. Ollie picked MVP. I know <laughs> three I know. times. I was joshing. No, I, I think you generally are can fairly be relied upon. You and Luke uh, go for the. Go for you know you, I think you try and get inside WWE's head when you when you do, uh, and I think for that reason I think it probably will be Priest, but for some reason I don't know why I am fixated. I, I can't shake the idea that it's Grime time. Cameron baby. Grime, he's gonna take the North American Championship to the moon. I I I like I I was. Like literally up until uh, you asking me, I was going to be like, I'm just going to say priest. I'm just going to say priest. I'm just going to say priest because that's probably what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But sort of, I am ahead of Ollie Davis in the predictions. I don't care about winning. It's not about that. It's about having fun. So I'm going to have winning. I'm going to have some fun. As long as that's I don't what lose. That's, that's what losers say. It's <laughs> not about winning. You show me a good loser, and I'll show you. They don't, a give out, they don't give out a medal for second and third place, Adam. Yes, they 
do with the Olympics? What are you talking about? They give. They do, well, they don't in this. They don't. They don't. In, they don't in this competition, Adam, because <laughs> we don't have the budget to get two more trophies. <laughs> uh, I sod it. Right. Let's go big. Go home. Go to the moon, Cameron Grimes. Do you know what? I can I, see it. I can see it. I think he provides a different kind of champion. I think Priest will be like a, you know, your fighting baby face champion. Sure, fine. Like Damien Priest could do with something to properly legitimize his baby face turn, which is why I think they are going to go with Priest. But I think Cameron Grimes will be such a slippery little bastard of a champion. I like K- Killer Cross will be just like monster heel on top of the promotion. Whereas Cameron Grimes can just be like this little weasel, just kind of like scurrying away. But he's also so good. Mm-hmm. Like he could. Is like he can have proper takeover quality matches, and he hasn't really had a chance to, which is weird. Like he's been on a losing end a lot, and hasn't really gotten the chance to do like takeover stuff. And I think, yeah, let's make it make make a star with Cameron Grimes. Let's do it, Grimes if time. You, you know what? Like if 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 my vote was to be bought, then you do, you've almost bought it because I can see in that logic of like WWE do love a swerve. And if I was going to swerve anyone, Cameron Grimes is my pick because he is a man who has been bedunked on by just about everyone. There was a big moment in the in that finale brawl, like you know, where he he's he comes out and he's all annoying and he gets pushed in the ring and he gets his comeuppance from like four different people and doesn't actually really get off any proper offense against anyone in the massive brawl at the end. And yeah, Cameron Grimes then walking out, being like, "Hooey, I won the title! Look at me! Uh, I'm going to go to Jolly World!" <laughs> yes, I, I can see it. Like I, re- I, I really can. But I am sticking with Priest and hopefully sticking where the points are. Uh, so, uh, last two matches we have uh, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, I felt like this was a very foregone conclusion. This was going to be an Io Shirai reaction. It feels a bit early to take the belt off her, um, especially after they took the belt off Rhea so quickly and they took the belt off Charlotte so quickly. You don't want the the Women's women's Championship just be hot-shotted around the company um, until they find someone they're like, that's the right person to hold it for a long time or just for the sake of like a cheap pop on a a takeover. However... Um, the inclusion of Raquel Gonzalez at least alludes to this being a closer fought competition than I initially thought it was going to be. Mm. And I think it will be, it will definitely be a win for EO, but it's going to come at some sort of cost. Um, so I, I'm excited to see where they go with this because I, I definitely think they could get a good little feud out of this between Kai and EO Shirai. And hopefully they don't just move them on to the next people because I do think the tag team, the, the, the team of Kai and Gonzalez will pay dividends at some point and is money like it it's a great little pairing she's such an annoying weasley little heel um but like you said she's got all those delusions of like i've done it on my own i've done it on my own do not look to my right where there is a towering figure of a woman who's just kicked <laughs> head off but i've done it on my own um and yeah i just i do think they 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 one i think the Kai deserves to be in this position like she's worked really bloody hard to be there um, and she's been really great on NXT TV and she's done so much hard work to put other people over as monsters and uh, heels and champions and, you know, all that stuff she did with Shayna Baszler where she kept getting her arms stomped on. Yeah, she's worked her ass off to be there and um, I'm just really excited for the match. But yeah, I do think he is going to win. Yeah, I think it's not... Oh, it's like one more takeover's time if this was happening. 
I could really see them putting on to on Kai and having her kind of henchwoman be like the difference maker, really build up that relationship over the course of the title reign. Maybe having to break up. Maybe you got this like MJF Wardlow thing going on. Um, I I think it's going to be EO, mm-hmm. mostly because I'm in love with the idea of Candice taking it off EO and them doing a kind of like Johnny being the heater to Candice, basically. I'd love um, that. I'd love that too. And I kind of haven't let go of that idea yet. So that's primarily why I'm sticking with EO. Uh, I think Dakota's brilliant. And I think hopefully this match will just basically cement uh, Dakota Kai as a main eventer in NXT and then maybe down the line. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, oh, it, it, it could be the right time for her. I don't know. Mm. She's so great. And I think, yeah, the, the HBK Diesel dynamic, it works. It's proven. I am going to stick with EO just because of our main event. Yeah. And also in my in my head, I'm sitting there thinking, Wrestle, come take over at WrestleMania weekend. The match that I want to see for the women's division to be their main uh, their main event I want to see Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. And that's when Rhea, Rhea Ripley can take the belt off uh, Io Shirai. And one year after losing the t- one year after losing the title is recrowned as the NXT Women's Champion. Um, and I really do think that's kind of the direction they're going to push it in. Because they, they are keeping Rhea Ripley really hot, but just not in the NXT Championship picture. Um, so the finale, the the hard choice, the so obviously this feels very soon to be doing this for Mr. Keith Lee. But Keith Lee is taking on Karrion Cross, uh, the NXT Championship, hanging in the balance, as Karrion Cross says, uh, probably over the precipice, the gaping moor of a volcano, lava bubbling away beneath you. This is really hard to predict because, uh, like, I feel my gut says that Karrion Cross has to win. The way he's been booked, everything about this um, screams Karrion Cross is going to maul Keith Lee and walk out as the champion. It feels very soon for Keith Lee to be losing the title. But then I also, there's just that bit in my head that's just like, but I imagine the offices at NXT every week, they're getting a phone call being like, well, can we have Keith yet? Can we have Keith yet? Can we have Keith yet? What about this week? No, we're going to grind you down. Um, So, if if anyone was to take the title off Keith Lee and it not damage him, Karrion Cross is the man to do it. Like there, there is no shame in this defeat for Keith Lee because, um, you know, th- this does just feel like one. He's he's on a wave of momentum that he should ride all the way to the top of Raw or SmackDown, whichever one he ends up on. Um, and two, Karrion Cross has been booked like an unbeatable monster. So losing to that, you know, if if he if Keith Lee lost to Cameron Grimes, then I'd be like, oh man, that sucked. Like, but Karen Cross being Keith Lee, I, I can completely get on board with. And that's why I think Karen Cross is going to be walking out as the NXT champion. And I really, really hope they do it because it's it will be such a dynamic shift for the the division um to have this monster on top. And I can't wait to see how they build someone to try and take that belt off him. Adam, who are you going for? They did not feed. Tommaso Ciampa to carry and cross to have him not win this match. Uh, absolutely nailed on. I well, I mean, it's not nailed on. Anything could happen in wrestling, but Karrion Cross should one hundred percent win this match. 
And like you said, he's an unbeatable monster. He's really exciting. That promo of, yeah, like we mentioned it in our NXT uh, podcast review, but yeah, you think you've been climbing to the top of the mountain and then now you're there, do you realize it's a volcano? Absolutely beautiful. I uh, so excited about Karrion Cross. Uh, do it. Why not? Cowards, smash him over. Um, yeah, use the outrage of it's too it's too soon to take the belts off Keith Lee. Use that outrage and just funnel it all into this horrible, cruel, um, vicious little monster. Not vicious, not little. Uh, horrible, vicious, uh, big monster. Mm. Uh, the Luke Owen uh, kind of ultimate Digivolve um, <laughs> monster. Get him. Uh, get oh, him I want to make that now. I'm gonna make that in thingy after this. Did you? But uh, you know, I yeah, put put the belt on Karrion Cross. Uh, you should like just. It's a case of striking while the iron's hot. I think NXT understands that better than most people. Like generally speaking, they too tend to go with like who the most exciting prospect is. Uh, sometimes they go out of left field to create an exciting prospect, which I think you know they did. They like, for example, Bronson Reed. Um, but I think in this case, it, all the signs are pointing to. It's Karrion Cross's time. And, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for this match. Mo most hyped for an NXT match I've been all year. Yeah. That, wait. They've done remarkable work with this, like, feud and the way Karrion Cross has been presented. Like, everything that they've done with Karrion Cross is built to this moment. And it has been a pitch perfect build for a character. Probably one of the most perfect builds for a character since Alistair Black, maybe. Um, you know, Every single move they've made here has just made him look more and more like a star. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I think it would do, it's actually a case of it would do more damage to Karrion Cross to lose than it would do to Keith Lee to lose. About. Even if Keith Lee was staying in NXT, there's, there's stories to be told there in which, you know, Keith Lee asked for this match. Karrion Cross said, you know, name a time and place. And he was like, well, I want this match to take over for the belt, whatever. But then Keith Lee also gave up the North American title a little bit before that because he was like, I didn't want to sign for the division. And you can tell the story for losing the belt here. It's like, well, you also gave up the other belt like just a week before you booked yourself into this match, you Burke. Like, and Keith Lee can have this kind of existential crisis of like, man, I was I was a double champ and I gave one away and then I lost the other one. Like, why did I why did I throw it all away? Um, there's plenty to be done in NXT. Even, but I do really think that Keith Lee is on his way up, uh, and that is the kind of excitement that Raw and SmackDown could really, really do with someone like Keith Lee, um, especially as Survivor Series is coming up, and I think they want him for one of the teams that they want to win this year for Survivor Series. So, uh, yeah, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, uh, I think he's done an amazing run as champion, but I am calling his time. It is Karrion Cross's moment. Go with what's right. TikTok, baby. So uh, I've been re-watching No Rolls Bard. Um, I don't want to talk right. about that, Laurie. I what want to talk, talk about, about my birthday. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. your birthday. What are you doing? What are you doing for your birthday on Monday? I'm not doing anything on my birthday because there's, there's a disease on. And it's no, is there? I want to have people over to my place to play some board games, but I can't because of the COVIDs. And you could do like uh, you, people you care less about. Like, don't take your top tier of friends, take your next tier down of friends. That's what I'd do. I'd be like, you're, I don't mind what happens to you. 
come you around my house. Yes, my you are spoiled for my game of Smash Up or whatever it is we happen to be playing this week. <laughs> Jesus, it's proper Mask of the Red Death there, Laurie. That's probably like I've just got a yes, my birthday. This room. is how it's I like to do. This is how I like to do birthdays, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just come over. It's like, well, everyone's leaving with something. It's like a gift bag, but mm, you know, I've coughing. coughed into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I'm not going to do a Zoom call thing just because I'm just done with that. They make me more tense than happy these days. So genuinely, we're just going to do nothing. We're going to do nothing. I'm going to unwrap my present from my parents, and I think it's like a George Foreman grill because I'm 33. God damn it. Oh, but just make a, if it, if it is a George Foreman grill, and I don't want to get your hopes up that it might be a George Foreman grill, but if it is. I mean, I asked for one. So oh, okay. Well, then then I would suggest getting the bits to make a, like a, a Cubanos sandwich, put on the soundtrack from Chef, and spend your afternoon buttering both sides of some bread and sticking it in your grill. Hell that is a way to spend room. a birthday. That's great. I, I, wish, I wish John Favreau would spend my birthday with me. That'd be so nice. Just little little happy Hogan. Uh, I'm well, so what I'm going to hopefully do because I'm taking because it's the day after SummerSlam, it's Monday. Mm -hmm. So obviously in the morning of my birthday, I will be watching SummerSlam with some of my best friends and, and then me maybe, and you, Laurie. <laughs> I was it. I was trying to get in ahead of you, um, and you didn't do it. To be no, fair, more no. fool you. And I think what, what I'm what I'm hoping that I'm getting actually from my lovely partner is i have asked for uh, miniatures painting stuff because i want to i want to i want to just kind of start dabbling in that i've got a whole bunch i'm not getting into a, like warhammer or D because that's for dorks uh but i do re i've got loads of games with some really cool minis and i'd love to be able to just add a little bit of extra kind of quality to them um so yeah like maybe i'll start doing a little bit of that and maybe wow. order order in a takeaway because that is what we do uh that's, that's how you celebrate a birthday in a pandemic yeah make someone drive your food to you yeah well, that's what that's what i do twice a week maybe now are you on takeaways twice a week damn <sighs> we've been defrosting the freezer today so we had to get through uh -huh. we had to get through everything in it uh -huh. and then just didn't have anything in last night so it had to be a second takeaway of the week oh, i've been a busy boy it's been too too much too much to cook we don't all have a george foreman grill my friend look i don't have it yet long <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't all have a wrapped one waiting for us <laughs> do we <laughs> tantalizingly close there's a there's a big old box you can almost that in my living room smell the lean mean fat grilling that it will be doing Oh. I'm going to grill some halloumi. That's what I'm going to do first up. I'm going to make it like a proper nice chicken halloumi. Uh, big old, like loads of lettuce, big old sandwich. That's what I'm going to do. I can't wait. I'm in my 30s and I really feel like it. I remember when I used to ask for toys, like games, like video games for my birthday. I just buy those with my own money now. I know, like, sad, no, no one can buy me anything because like, you know, they know I like board games, but they don't know which board games I like. That's, you know, they, I, they don't know what board games are good. I'm unbuyable for. I, I get yeah. Amazon gift vouchers and a bit of kitchen equipment that I have to ask for. Such a such a depressing life. My girlfriend was genuinely, genuinely shocked when she said, what's the best birthday present I've ever bought you? And I was like, this Chili's bottle. <laughs> 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 Just like, I would never have thought to buy, to buy myself a little 
refillable water bottle to take places with me. And as soon as I had it, I was like, this is the best thing ever. I love it so much. Uh, I've lost it three times and bought the exact same one without telling her multiple times. But fine, <laughs> you know, we're, we are where we are. I'm very pleased with it. Uh, yeah, ultimately, it's a birthday present that cost me a lot more than uh, I think it cost her in the first place. But, you know, um, I've stayed hydrated for many a moon now. Well, I'm hoping if you have your birthday this weekend, uh, listeners. What do you mean if? It's oh, right. Who are you talking yeah, to? Listeners. Me? No, if listeners. You birthday. <laughs> if you do manage to make it to your birthday, Adam, before, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So if you do have your birthday this, this weekend, listeners, I hope it's better than Adam's sounds. Um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be pleased to spend SummerSlam with you, though. That'd be nice. Yeah, won't it? As long as, you know. The fiend wins and Braun Strowman. <laughs> otherwise, that's it. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, I'm just you know, I'm quitting the wrestling biz. That's it. It's over for me. Um, yeah. So we will be. Um, you'll have uh, the magazine show tomorrow with with Luke and Denise. You'll have Saturday discussing SmackDown, and then you will have on Monday. You're going to have us discussing SummerSlam. I think it's going to be Ollie and Luke. So there's plenty of podcasts to come, and then obviously that kicks off the whole new week of wrestling stuff because. Um, yeah, we've also got payback following that and all out the week after. However, you should also tune into the SummerSlam predictions because there's something quite important happening. And I think that might be what you're trying to talk about. Oh, 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 no, sir. No, sir. Obviously, we just talked about uh, what we thought about the go home episode of NXT. Uh, we won't be reviewing NXT, nor will we be watching it live uh, just because <laughs> there's enough to do uh, in the, over the coming week and a half. Uh, mostly my birthday. But uh, what if you do want She's got to... so many plans. <laughs> My, oh, I'm not even eating out to help out. But if you do want to know who we've predicted for mm. NXT TakeOver, uh, Laurie and I will be making our official uh, predictions, uh, well, as we're recording this in about an hour or so's time. But uh, head on over to WrestleTalk Clips, uh, where you will find a recorded version of our NXT uh, predictions. And I will be uh, telling you exactly why uh, I believe that my best friend, Pat McAfee, will be walking away with the sh big shiny W on Saturday. Pat McAfee is also the sort of fr best friend that Adam's going to invite to his actual birthday to play some board games. So that tells you what Adam actually thinks of Pat McAfee. Um, same deal, in fact, for our predictions for SummerSlam. They're over on WrestleTalk's YouTube channel. Go check them out because they are more important than ever because this is the end of Wrestle League. Uh, so whoever loses at SummerSlam will have to do a punishment. They will also roll over the predictions for SummerSlam into the beginning of next season. So whoever predicts SummerSlam the best will already be on top for the start of what i think is season seven of wrestle league join us also for the live reactions if you can because it is the deciding vote between whether jam that jam remains the wrestle talk slogan oh god or whether sean ross saps and i'm not going to say it because otherwise someone's going to have to beep it hashtag ftf becomes the official slogan you'll be able to vote during the live stream as to which one you think is going to win. And we have to stick with the winner. We put such a lot of time and effort in getting Jam That Jam over. Mm, and made a t-shirt. We've done it all. Like, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of effort put into Jam That Jam. And it's all going to be F that F uh, once Sean Ross Sapp gets his filthy way. But, yeah, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. That is all we have for you. Goodbye. Rebel, 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.